Hold on to your hats, the countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on. Join our side August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one, but two days of Powerhouse Wellness, featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite wellness couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringudis on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite wellness couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available, but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well and You. Be someone that makes you happy. You're listening to the One Minute Mindfulness Show with Vicky Kelly and Natalie McIver. This is the One Minute Mindfulness Show where we explore the life-enhancing power of retraining our attention systems and everyday ways to strengthen our capacity for mindful living. I'm Vicky Kelly. And I'm Natalie McIver. Welcome to the show again, Natalie. Welcome. I get to, to hang you. out with you for a little bit. I know, I know. And the, and the joy and beauty of technology means we can do it wherever you are in the world. Wherever. I'm... I'm <laughs> On this side, I'm down under at the moment in New Zealand, so... There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a great few weeks over the last... Our, our last couple of shows have had some wonderful, wonderful feedback and it's building a great community and building some momentum for training our attention systems and, and being able to allow our lives to inform our practice. And there's been some amazing uh, stories and insights and people coming to us just recognising the value of a minute or less training their attention. Calling it back because it just takes off like it's got its own little freight train mm. sometimes, doesn't it, that attention span? The monkey mind. <laughs> and then, you know, it gets busier and busier because it has to have a job to do as well. Yeah, and, and we certainly get into a habit. I think, you know, we it becomes habitual for us to be constantly distracted or constantly on on alert buzzing about in our busy busy rushing days and we get into this sort of sense of rushing that we a rushing treadmill that we don't get off until the evening of which we then our head hits the pillow and either we fall straight asleep because we're so exhausted or we're tired but wired so we can't sleep trying desperately to get to sleep so that we can wake up and do it all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy, crazy. (laughs) Yeah, so today's show, we thought um, with that in mind, we might dedicate today's show to to starting the day in a really amazing way and by stopping. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, Natalie, do you... Given that you've had a few um, transformations in in terms of the the way that you you're choosing to live your life, is there anything that you particularly do in the morning that you didn't used to do in terms of sort of checking in or stopping pausing in the morning that you find has helped you through your day? 
Yeah, yeah. I was uh, saying that to you before we got started today. You know, I used to, the alarm used to go off and I used to check my phone and, you know, get kids up and make breakfasts and, and get all my work done before, you know, before it was even, you know, sort of seven, eight o'clock and then kept that momentum and that perpetual to-do list checking off and rewriting going all day long. And then I found it really hard to to turn off afterwards and having a home office that was a massive distraction for me because you know I'll just go and check that email and then hours would go by as I followed the path of the the email um, so having made a conscious decision over a year ago to actually start looking at why I make myself so busy why I do as much as I do and where do my thoughts go throughout the day I did begin by slowing down first thing in the morning and for me now, I'm waking up before the alarm, which is really great. And then I take that time to just, I don't know, maybe check in with my physical body. Have I got any tight spots, aches and pains? Go into my breath. Um, allow myself the time in the morning to really acknowledge and be grateful for everything I have. And also set an intention for how I want to live my day as opposed to before all the things I wanted to get done in that day. Mm, now yeah. I set my day with, okay, you know, how do I, how do I want to feel at the end of today? And yeah, you know, you make a great point about the, the, the way that, that you used to, you know, your old, the old Natalie uh, was jumping up and hitting the rush, you know, the, the busy button or the, the, the alert button as soon as you woke up in the morning. It sort of, it sounds like many of us out there that, that sometimes still in some form or another hit the ground running, if you like, in the morning. And often it can be after tapping the snooze button a few times, just, you know, yearning and craving for that extra few minutes, knowing that, you know, today's going to be a busy day. And many of us live really active, fully populated lives, and it's not that we need to necessarily check out of, of all of the wonderful uh, ways that we that we want to be of value in the world. However, first and foremost, you know, it's that putting on your own mask before you put on someone else's. It's the, you know, the Eastern um, Bodhisattva where you the, the, the feeding and fueling of our own liberation before we can be of great greater value in the lives of others. And first thing in the morning is, is a place that we can really do that. And it doesn't have to take huge amounts of time. My morning routine can be anywhere from five minutes to two hours, depending on how much time I'm, I'm able to, to allocate. But always first, very first thing in the morning, I make sure I dedicate a time to myself to being able to feed and fuel my own personal attention and energy and liberation so that then I can get up and as you said, Natalie, set an intention for being of value in the lives of others throughout my day. And the reality is we all have a morning routine or a morning ritual. It's just whether or not that morning routine is of value for the rest of our day. I love the mantra, but the way that we start our day is the way that we live our day. And if we start our day on the back foot behind rushing, busy, putting our brain immediately into into alert, knocking us off balance into that stress response, then that's the way we, we will tend to live the day. The wonderful thing about first thing in the morning is that 
and I think we've all experienced it in some form, is, is that that waking, foggy, fuzzy sort of ooh, sleepy but not sleepy, daydreamy almost feeling when you first wake up in the morning as long as as long as you're not um haven't slept through the alarm <laughs> but that that first thing in the morning is really one of the windows to our subconscious mind and so it's the perfect place it's the perfect time to lay down some pathways of intention of imagining the best version of ourselves and how we're wanting to show up in our day so that we get to pick that up as a, a familiar friend throughout the day and it's it's the one of the really effective states of brain activity for us to be able to do things like affirmations and set intentions and uh, calm and ease our system to set ourselves up for the day. Now I can hear Vicky that um, I can almost hear everybody who's on the on the call listening today who have very busy lives thinking, "Oh my God, I can't fit another thing in in the morning." How am I going to do that? And and I think it's important to to acknowledge that we go into that. Oh my God! How am I going to find more time to to stop and slow down? And if I do, everything will fall apart. But if we can remember that there are moments throughout the day when we shower, when we go to the bathroom, when we're driving or in public transport, standing in lines, waiting on hold for for somebody on the phone, there are periods throughout our day where we can find moments to be still while we're still being effective and functional it's not about adding more time to the clock it's about perhaps using some of those moments more more mindfully more effectively throughout the day absolutely and you you'll have i promise you'll have a much better opportunity and 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 a much better chance to do that if you start your day with that intention. If you start your day, and, and as I said, it can take, it doesn't even have to take five minutes. It can be one of your one minute practices. If when you wake up in the morning, before you roll over and check your phone or do whatever, whatever other little addiction you have, if you just follow your breath for one breath cycle, follow your breath in, notice the pause at the top of the breath and follow that breath out. If you just did that before you, you, turned yourself on and plugged yourself in for the day, that would give you more opportunities to use life as a cue throughout your day to create more opportunities and more spaces and more pauses in your day to be able to call and gather and liberate your attention in a really powerful way. So it doesn't have to be another thing to do. And, you know, people say to me, oh, you know, that that whole busy, I'm so busy, how can I find it? I need my sleep. How can I find another hour or how do you find two hours or three hours or four hours in the morning? And it certainly doesn't have to be that way. Many of the people that I work with on an everyday basis, they start with merely just that breath. But what that breath does is it's, it's sort of like this. Once you get a taste of the Kool-Aid, if you like, you want to create more. So instead of it being a practice that I have to do, I've got to wake up, I've got to do this breathing, I've got to do these intentions, I've got to do these affirmations. Instead of it being that, it becomes something that's so compelling because you want more of it. And, and one of yeah. my one of my concerns was when you know we started speaking and, and I started discovering and learning more about this mindfulness pay attention practices with you, Vicky, was how on earth am I going to get everything done that I need to to get done? And I can honestly say 
I get everything done that needed to be done and I have spaces to exercise and read my book and go and have lunch and coffee dates with people. And generally, you know, I was fitting those things in before, but at a frenetic speed, you know, like I was high on caffeine or something a lot of the time. Whereas now I'm, I, my, I feel different getting everything done. And, and so here's the question, the ultimate question is what's the level of joy? Much more, much, much more now. It's, it's, it's so much deeper. The experience of living, when we're living in a more connected and mindful way, the experience just naturally has more of the, the elements of joy, of kindness, of, of energizing, of compassion, of connection, of friendship, of love, of all of those beautiful, beautiful um, emotions and feelings and states of beings and qualities of heart and mind that just we just miss when we're not paying attention. Yeah. And, and so the way that we start our day, if that's the way that we're going to live our day, then surely calling some attention, even if it's for only for a minute, to, to our breath, calling our attention to that is worthwhile. And, as, and I always say this, give it a go, give it a go, wake up five minutes earlier and do this for 30 days. If you don't notice a difference, throw it out, say, Vicky's a goose, and what would she know? I knew it wasn't going to work. However, anybody that has ever, ever done that, they're still doing it and as I said they've deepened their practice because once you get a taste of that Kool-Aid you just you want more you want to deepen your practice you want to get uh, more of that feeding and fueling your own your own personal space so that you can be of value in the lives of others and so if all you did is the short form of my the short form of my morning ritual is follow my breath for two or three breaths, is um, feel grateful for three people or things in my world and name those. Um, imagine, so set an intention for the day. I imagine the best version of myself for that day, knowing what's ahead of me. And then I, I ask myself the question, although today was meaningful if. So for me today, I've got um, you know some back-to-back interviews, and I was sort of juggling lots of roles today. And my intention this morning is, I know today, I'll know today was meaningful if I am able to honour all of my commitments with a, in a deep and connected, loving way. And so, if I can get to the end of today and reflect on my day and say, did I feel connected? Was that meaningful for me? Was that meaningful for others? If I if I can hit my head can hit the pillow knowing that that has been experienced in some form was a great value. And, and so, that takes me three to three to five minutes. And so Vicky, do you also then end your day with a bit of a check in, a bit of a ritual around checking in and connecting to your breath before you head off to sleep? Yes, at, at the very least. I reflect on that intention for the day. And mm. uh, sometimes I meditate at the end of the day. Sometimes uh, I I will often go to sleep. I'll often go to sleep and sleep for the first few hours 
and wake up and meditate for a number of hours um, overnight. And you see, and, and that's that's my personal practice because I've tasted the, the essence of knowing what it's like to be in that state, that meditative space. That doesn't mean that everybody needs to wake up at 2, 11 a.m. and meditate for three hours. And it's, I think that's important to note too. That's our intention with we're sharing these mindfulness practices on the show is is here's a whole array of things. Try them on. See what you like. See what you can create of your mm-hmm. own. There's no right or wrong. There's no we're, – we're aiming to navigate around – the complexity of meditating for hours on end by going, hey, just bring your attention back for a minute. Here's a tool. Where's your tongue? How can you be more connected in the moment in your relationships with yeah. with hugs and eye contact? How can yeah. you be really present? And then- because it's not all or nothing, and that's no. that's the point. You know, it's it's that this is the beginning of the beginning, and I I am um, I hold in my heart for all of our listeners that they will deepen their practice at some point. They will get more connected with the, their own personal reflection time. This, these one-minute practices are the, the opening the door, opening the window, letting, allowing them to sip on that Kool-Aid, if you like, of what um, is possible when they're truly in the moment, when they're truly paying attention. And so we're essentially through these one-minute practices um, laying down some new pathways in the in the architecture of the brain, if you like, and you know my my secret desire for everyone, um, without well, with as little attachment as I can have, but is to invite people to deepen their practice in their own way, whatever that means for them. Mm. Mm. And you know, I I acknowledge that. Um, me selling my business and becoming more quiet and more centered, giving myself a bit more time and space and being more mindful is a little bit easier for me. I work from home. I work for myself. I set my own time and schedule and, and fit everything in pretty much now around how I want to live my life instead of how I was before. Mm. So I, I can acknowledge there's an element of perhaps someone's thinking, well, that's easy for her. She's at home. She works from home. She manages her own show. So what if I were employed? What if I were employed or had a schedule where I was catching flights early or trains mm. or worked with a team of other people? How do, I, how do I bring in my ritual at home so that I'm prepared before I go out into the busyness? Hey, welcome to my world. <laughs> exactly. Pinning Vicky down in the, in the same time zone is, is, you know, quite challenging. If we were both on the same ride at the moment, you know, we'd, we'd be having to look a little more closely about how we we're going to be mindful with each other. But how do I go into a workplace with other people and bring in some rituals there that will, will bring more mindfulness and more connection into into the office, so to speak. Yeah, well, you know, Natalie, that's a great question and it's amazing that you, you bring that point up because it's certainly one of the things that working with lots of corporate groups saying, well, how, you know, what is the, the value and the benefit of us getting our people to stop in this way to you know, reflect inward to search within. What's the value to the business? And you know, corporations are wanting that bottom line, bottom line approach. And what we found is that for employees to be totally engaged and engaged, particularly when they're there and on the job, 
they, they uh, thrive from moments of pause. They thrive when they, they can call their attention back. They're more creative when they're able to um, help their system return to a more balanced state. You see, stress, stress essentially in our body is the thing that throws us off balance. It throws us out of homeostasis, out of this healthy balance. And when we're stressed and we don't know or we've trained our body to keep that stress response happening, that's not a very resourceful state. We're most resourceful and most creative and, and most able to come up with great solutions and be more productive when we're able to be in this more balanced state. And doing these one-minute practices helps us to return to this, to this homeostasis, to this more balanced state. And so first thing in the morning, if, if when you wake up, you follow your breath, you do your gratitude, you do those couple of minutes of, of um, rituals or routines, you get up and you get into your day and on the way in the train, you could do a, a couple more breath cycles if, if you wanted to. You could read something inspiring. You could journal. journal journaling, even for a minute, is a really powerful way of being able to, to um, clear your mind so that you can be more productive as you move forward in, into your day. In uh, our office, I work, you know, I have a chiropractic office and we have between three and five people who work in a team there in the office before each shift. So before we start taking care of our people, half an hour before that, that sh our day begins, we meet collectively as a team. And in that time, we take a breath, we drop into the collective energy of, of being there, we set our intentions for the day. And so that's another way of where we're feeding and fueling our collective, um, um, our collective energy as a team so that we can liberate that energy to serve our people, our patients or our customers or whatever's going on out there, you know, your clients. And to do that is any, any groups that are using this, when they commit to it, have found that their productivity goes up, their energy goes up, um, customer um, compliance and longevity goes up. Customer satisfaction slash delight goes up. So it is of great value for you to be able to do that as a team. It's of great value for you to be able to do that as an employee and employers. It is of absolute amazing value to get your employees to engage in um, these one-minute practices, particularly in preparation for their day. The power of collective intention, you know, I, I guess too is, is really powerful if you've got everybody on board in your workplace all intending for everyone's highest and best good for the day, for you to, to feel really rewarded at work, to be able to serve and to give um, more to your clients. It's a win-win for everyone, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, there, there are some days because life happens and people are running late and everyone rushes in and just... A couple of weeks ago, everyone rushed into work. We had a, a, a new person who was um, in some um, pain who needed to be seen early. We, all we did was a couple of breath cycles because that's all we could muster. Normally our preamble, you know, our, our preamble shift takes five minutes or four or five minutes. But all we did was come together. We took 
a couple of breaths together. My question was, are we here? The first, after the first breath, it was, oh, yeah, sort of. And I said, let's take another breath. We took another breath, and then we were we were right there. Everything that had happened previous to the road rage, the fight with the partner, <laughs> the no breakfast, the whatever had happened to bring us to the point of that we weren't as um, attentive as we could be, that all went out the window when we came together and, and called our attention back and then gathered it collectively so that we could be of the best value for the people that we were serving that morning. Because I guess I'm seeing, you know, seeing that in the chiropractic um, clinic, but, you know, certainly would work anywhere, that if your chiropractors, your team there, all were already in that state of mindfulness and they've relaxed their systems, they've calmed down, they've, they're really connected and present to the moment, I would imagine feeling that as the client, you would, you would relax into that more as the oh, client. You know, you'd drop absolutely. into that as well. And we all know of, of great experiences we've had as clients or customers, and we all know of, of less than fabulous experiences, hideous experiences we've had because of the seeming indifference of the person who's not right there before us. Right. And I think, you know, one of my, my uh, Gracie, my daughter's just sitting opposite me, so she's going to laugh at what I'm just about to say because she says, you always say that, Mum. But it's this... It's easy to be kind and caring and giving and loving when things are going your way. <laughs> it's easy when things are going your way. The rubber meets the road when you can still be kind and generous and loving and attentive when things may not be going your way, when all of the distractions of your world are calling you really loudly and strongly. When you can take a moment to call that energy back and your attention back, then that's when you get to move it forward in a really positive way and, and create meaning and, and positive change in the, in the lives of others, which is essentially what most of us are wanting to know, that we are of, of some value in this world. And you might be able to hear the thunderous thunderstorm that's going on here on the Sunshine Coast at the moment. If if the call has started to go a little bit um, deeper, it might end. It is it is absolutely torrential out there, giving us a good good cleansing out there in the middle of our call. Wow! Yeah. So go Thunderman! <laughs> go Thunderman! Stirring up the elements. <laughs> So, so I guess, Vicky, just before we wrap up, um, I'm wondering, you know, could you lead us in a little, little 30, 60 second mindfulness practice that we can all collectively do, do now, whether we're driving and listening to this podcast or sitting somewhere or listening to it on one of our devices? Hey, Natalie, you, you speak in my language. Yeah, a safe way for <laughs> us to, to come together now with all of us setting our intention at the same time that is that's pretty powerful pretty cool stuff it's pretty cool stuff and there's lots of intention experiments going on all over the world as we speak around this whole the collective nature of of um, attention training and so wherever you are wherever you're listening to this if i think if we just follow a couple of our breath cycles and one of the really effective ways to to um, focus and call our attention to our breathing is simply to follow our breath right to the end point. So if we all just breathe out now 
And then as we take a nice deep breath in, just following our breath all the way to the top of our breath in, all the way to the top, and then noticing that momentary pause as we begin to follow our out breath all the way out, that long, slow out breath all the way. And again, noticing the shift as we again breathe in and following our in-breath all the way to the top of our breath. And then exhale, following our breath all the way out. And then with our last breath, just taking that nice deep breath in through the energy of our heart, in to the energy of our heart, And then as we exhale, exhaling that loving kindness out like bubbles of love out from our heart, through our heart, to everyone around us. Ah. Beautiful. I feel more peaceful. I feel calmer. We all feel collectively karma. We do, we do. May that energy liberate you and wash over you for the whole, the rest of your day. Beautiful. Are we at the end of another show, lovely lady? We are, we are. So I'd love to invite everyone to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash OMM, because we post daily different different, um, mindfulness practices, different reminders, if you like, to pull your attention back, stop scrolling, check in, breathe and and have more awareness uh, and remember um, on community on community get on there and post post your own practices post your own uh insights and and comments about what you're noticing in your world as a direct result of you uh, investing some time in that reflection that those one minute mindfulness practices cool and ask us questions We, we love questions and um you know we'll be available to answer those on the Facebook page as well. So please They can also free. go to the website or subscribe on iTunes, yes? Yes, yep. they can. Um, so www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash OMM. So we keep great company there on the Wellness Couch. There's so many amazing shows and presenters. So you will not be at a loss for inspiring information and fabulous podcasts on there. So check us out and like us on iTunes. We'd love to hear some feedback or reviews on iTunes so we can see what it is that that you'd like to hear more of and make sure that we're getting our message across um, in in a way that you can understand and implement it super easy and of course if you love this show as we know that you absolutely do please go and and share it or post it or tweet it with your little (laughs) online addictions (laughs) yeah and um so well until next time beautiful natalie please community do remember to pause breathe and smile your way through your days as you reconnect with your inner amazingness and allow your unique gifts to warmly wash over the hearts of those around you. See you next time. See you. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.